Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. Now, let's get started. Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. I hope that you've listened to the previous episode that we just did on breakups, and now we're moving into dating. So I have the same guests with me here today. I have James Garcia, who is our producer. Hello. Yeah, he works for CKM, and he is he does all of our creative stuff, like videos, um, website, t-shirt design, all the things, James. What am I leaving out? What else do you do? Hey, I, we, we are, we're a team. We, we kind of all kind of mix together and yeah. have a hand in, it, in most everything. Yeah, but James has been with us for about two years, yeah. originally from California. Cali, Cali. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he decided to come to South Carolina because I don't know yeah. why. I, lo- I just love the humidity and I yeah. love yep. fried chicken. <laughs> yes. Well, we have lots of that, right? Um, fried chicken. That's why people eat here. And uh, speaking of fried chicken, oh, um, good leader. Bailey Tyler's in here with us today, and her dad actually owns a Chick fil A. Yeah. Yes. Um, ever since I was born. So it's really? I eat a lot of fried chicken, James. Mm. So. That, that's what brought me over here too. And then they added them in Cali. So there you go. So (laughs) Bailey has been a student at AU and now you are graduated and entering into professional life. Yes. I'm moving to Florida actually in a few days. So this is my last day in Anderson. But we're not um, going to talk about that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll start (laughs) crying. So (laughs) yeah. Um, but Bailey was in, I mean, you can't talk about it. I just don't want to make you cry. <laughs> I was like kind of kidding when I said <laughs> that. I wasn't trying to cut you off. Um, but they uh, did the last pe- podcast episode with us about breakups. And now we're going to talk about dating today. Are you all ready? Yes. I think so. <laughs> breakups and dating are such a hard topic, but I love both of you. And, and I feel like I trust so much your wisdom in this and y'all are in this life. Um, young adults. So I forgot to say how old you, y'all say how old you are to everybody. Uh, so I am 24. Mm-hmm. I'm 22, almost 23. Yeah. So y'all are in this world mm-hmm. of like, right should I date? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, where's Everyone's my life going? <laughs> uh, is it okay that I'm not? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. It's okay that you're not. Yeah. Oh, um, I know. Trust me. <laughs> yep. So I just want to clarify, this is not going to be a podcast about the theology of dating, whether dating is right or wrong, whether we should court <laughs> or court. Be, have <laughs> a prearranged marriage or <laughs> whatever, all of that. I'm sure you can find a book on that. We're just going to basically talk about our dating experiences, maybe some of the dating that we see going in the world today, and just discuss maybe what is healthy what is unhealthy? Mm. How can we do this thing better? What are some experiences that we had that weren't so great? Um, but I looked up some trendy things <laughs> online again because I'm not really in the dating world. <laughs> and I thought, look, I'm going to look online. I'm going to see some of the new terminology. So one of the first things that I saw that didn't really happen as much when I was growing up because yeah. we didn't really do this, but it's called the text black hole. So what's a text black hole for those of you who have no idea? 
It's when you enter into a never-ending texting conversation with someone you meet online or your phone, I guess, and never actually meet them in real life. So you're kind of like having a relationship through your phone, yeah, mm. through texting. So what do you guys think about that? Do you feel like you can actually have a relationship? I mean, I'm not saying that you can't because I, I remember when online dating or whatever online mm-hmm. dating sites came up and I was like, what? But uh-huh. like, what do you guys think about the whole texting thing? Um. I just immediately think of catfish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, which I know that doesn't always happen, but uh, it is really hard. I think uh, getting to know someone completely over text or online. Um, I know for me that like texting is a big thing, and it's a big way we communicate. Um, it's it allows us to talk probably more often than we would. Um, but also people aren't always exactly the same over text. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's good to know a person, um, face to face before you text them actively, mm-hmm. just because you never really know. Um, I've never online dated, so I don't really know how that works, <laughs> but <laughs> I know from past experience, like, um, even in high school, I've always been super old fashioned in the fact that, um, I would get to know a guy, I would go on some dates with them and before, we would be like official boyfriend and girlfriend. I would um, ask the guy to talk to my dad first. Mm. So like that's how old fashioned I am. Mm. Um, So as far as like texting, getting to know them, I would much rather know them in person because I think it's just easier Mm. and better. I think You say you're old school, but it's not like, well, I don't want to be mean, but you don't wear like a jean skirt and no. a headband. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Um, Bailey is super cool. So I think it's more of just a respect of your dad and like who he is and yeah. just feeling like he could meet someone and, and see them and know if he, yeah. that person might be a good choice for and you. And if they can make it through him, yeah. then they're doing pretty good. That's so, so good. <laughs> what were you going to say, James? Um, I was going to say, I think that this, like the concept of like, I mean, it goes back to the, the the modern like era right now is like mm-hmm. that we we can say a lot more through a messaging platform than we say in person. Yeah. Like we're just comfortable with just you know I can just type away and then that's it and you know mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to do anything else. Um, and I think that in in a relationship format, like if you're building a friendship with somebody, it has to be face to face. I mean, you just can't read all emotions through text. Mm-hmm. And to kind of like figure out a person to kind of understand a person to figure out if it's like a compatible thing, mm-hmm. you know, much less a friendship. Uh, I think that like you have to have face to face conversations and then like not everyone has that capability, you know, long distance relationships, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I think that in some way, shape or form you have had, you have to have, you know, I like what Bailey says more face to face before even texting, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of like understand them and to kind of see, you know, are we a good match even just mm-hmm. as friends? Mm-hmm. I think that's wise. I, I also do think possibly when you initially meet someone, if you're very far apart, it may be a way to kind of start to get to know someone if it's impossible to see them face to face. Um, but I think dating, I think friendship could start maybe that way. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about dating each other through texting, it's just hard to be emotion like express your emotions like you said Bailey and I know even my grandma um she has an Alexa she's (laughs) 94 (laughs) and it's right there on the table next Mm -hmm. to her 
and she'll say, Alexa, call Shari. And she'd rather see me, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. She wants to see me. She wants to see my kids. She mm-hmm. wants to have a conversation so that she can see my expressions. She can know how I am. Yeah. When she looks at me, she can see if I, she'll say, you look rested or you look tired or mm-hmm. there's so much about in person mm-hmm. or yeah. face-to-face that you can learn. FaceTime is a powerful tool now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just think that like, yeah, so in a, in a dating like scenario, a FaceTime can like, can really change like the, the dynamic into like, cause, cause you can just text away and then not reply, you know, in, in like 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, you know, doing something, Busy. but when you mm-hmm. dedicate time, like an hour, you know, just, let's just talk face to face. Maybe not. It's physically face to face. We're in the same room, but mm-hmm. I'm seeing your face. You're seeing my face. We're having an interaction. I think that's very important because yeah. it's just you can't read someone's emotions through text all the time. And yeah. it's a way to like get to know them like and who they are because um, over texting, like you said, not being able to like see their face and like see the little minute details of, mm-hmm. you know, the funny face they make when they mm-hmm. react to something or like I have so many people because I am so expressive. They say, "Oh my goodness, your facial expressions are just so yeah. funny," and people don't know that about me if I'm texting because yeah. emojis can only do so much. Unless you put a million emojis in yeah. there, and I'm a, I'm a real. Sometimes texting to me can be annoying because I'm trying to say what I want to say, but it can't just do it fast enough, and so I'll cut words out, and I won't be as nice. So sometimes I use that voice, oh, yeah. like actual <laughs> voice memo instead of the text because yeah. I just feel like it takes so long. Mm-hmm. They can't hear how I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone to think I'm mad at them and I'm, when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I think texting is a, almost a very risky way to, quote, date. Um, let's talk about benching. <laughs> have you ever heard of this? No, oh, I've never heard of no. this one. Okay. <laughs> this I haven't either, <laughs> but it was new, but it's really funny. I know it happens. But yeah, it yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Apparently, this is when, you don't really want to date someone seriously, but you keep them on the bench mm. for like a night when you feel lonely. Um, so this is kind of like inf- infrequent communication where you're just kind of setting them over there and then you ask them out every now and then. Yeah. And then like probably you're dating other people, I'm mm. guessing. Anyway, all I know is when my coach used to put me on the bench and everybody else was playing, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so anxious to wonder, when am I going to yeah. get into play and And my coach, I'm like, does he really like me? Does he appreciate my playing? I mean, I'm having those thoughts about my coach. What do you think someone who's on a bench with a dating relationship is thinking? It just feels like you're setting yourself up for a rejection. Yeah. Yeah. I think what uh, what really stinks about that, about benching, is that it creates a cycle. Mm. And so, like, what that means, I feel like, is you, you go through a time period of, like, okay, well, I guess... We're like not gonna continue. I guess it's not gonna happen. And they come back in mm-hmm. into your life. Like, oh, okay, I guess it's gonna happen. And mm. then you're like, and then they happen again. You're like, okay, well, maybe this is the time. Okay, no, they're back. You know, it, mm-hmm. it creates a unhealthy cycle. And I think what what it is really is a lack of clarity in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And what it, what it really stinks is that they just can't like cut t- the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can't just, that, or they can't just say to your face like, hey, I think like I just don't think it's gonna be a an actual relationship. Yeah. yeah. They like your company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think what this is, they're addicted to your company and your emotional support, but yeah. they don't want to actually commit to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is the most stinkiest place to be. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick break to talk about an exciting event we have coming up so soon. 
Crossroads Marriage Conference. You guys, it's coming up so soon and we cannot wait to see you there. It's going to be November 1st and 2nd, 2019 in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, one of my personal favorite cities. And this is for all married or engaged couples, no matter how long you've been married or what marriage has even looked like for you in the past. Clayton and Shari and some of our other friends are going to be giving us tools and wisdom that will help our marriages become what God intended them to be, a testament to the world of his unconditional love for us. So grab a romantic Airbnb, make some good dinner reservations, and go to crossroadsmarriageconference.com to find out more and to register you and your spouse for this really special weekend. We hope to see you there. Now, back to the show. It's like, it reminds me of The Bachelor. Bachelor. Oh, like, man. That is what You're this right. is. It's, it's that is what this is. And I watch it too, but I, I just think like, I can really only speak to girls in this, but girls... Find someone who is going to choose you and pursue you. Don't find someone that's benching you, if, yeah. since that's a term. Yep. But um, it's like you are worth so much more than to just be on the side waiting for someone to call. Like mm-hmm. you're the girl who needs to be out there living her life and you're going to have so many guys want to choose you and not just say, oh, well, she's there when I need her. No, like you are – literally a beloved daughter of the king so Mm. these boys can put everything aside and just pursue you like you're valuable because you are so if this is something that's happening to you kick them to the curb cut Mm. it out it's toxic it's not Mm -hmm. good i know um so i had a guy break up with me one time um and i'm I say it in a really nice way, but pretty much his the way he broke up with me is he said, I feel like I'm playing tennis with God, and I hit him the ball, and I'm like, God, is she the one? And God hits it back, and he's like, you make the choice. And he's like, no, but I want you to tell me, God, is she the one? You know, the <laughs> one. And then God's like, you make the choice. So anyway, he broke up with me because he said I just I couldn't make the choice. Well, at least he told me that. His The problem with this was that, like, he couldn't commit to me. Yeah. You know, and it hurt like crazy um, because we'd already broken up and gotten back together one time. Mm-hmm. So this was the second yeah. like th- round. But at least, um, at least he cut it off, you know. Yeah. And I didn't just jump back into the relationship with him either. I thought I'd done the wise thing. I made him go to my campus pastor and have mm-hmm. a conversation with him and tell my campus pastor that he yeah. was serious. So I felt like I'd done everything right, and then it just got cut off again. Mm-hmm. So I was devastated. But I do respect him for, like, if he couldn't commit, at least he, like, severed the relationship instead mm-hmm. of continuing to date me when he was unsure. Mm-hmm. You know what? I also think that, like, this can also be an intentional like action. Yeah. And you so, just like, think you're friends. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. other person thinks you're uh-huh, dating. Yeah. Exactly. And so like one person feels different and the other one like uh, feels a different way. Mm. And so what happens is like an ongoing like, oh, I think like this is when I'll take like a step and like then in, in, you, you try that or, you, or you're going to and then mm-hmm. you know, there's a time gap and you know all that kind of, and I feel like a lot of the time it, or at least some of the time it is unintentional. Like, yeah. And it, the, the core of it, I've already said, is just a, a lack of clarity. Mm-hmm. And it's just all it takes is sitting down and just saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling mm-hmm. about this and uh, about us. And yeah. it will just eliminate a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the next thing, the DTR, yes. define the relationship <laughs> talk, mm-hmm. which sometimes people don't want to have because you don't want someone to actually say, oh, no, I don't really like you. I just was hanging out with you. Yeah. Or... 
Um, it's just such an intimidating conversation. But basically, if you don't know what a DTR is, it's when two people put a label on what their situation is. So instead of doing the benching or who knows what's happening, are we talking? Are we dating? Yeah. What's the difference between talking and dating? Sometimes there's <laughs> I mean, when, I, when I ask someone, are y'all hanging? Are y'all dating? We're talking. Oh, okay. When does it? I mean, you know. So I think what happens is you have to have the DTR maybe when you're talking to say, we're just talking and then have another one to say, now let's start dating. You know, I just think sometimes we avoid that conversation. What do you guys think about DTRs? Honestly, I had to look it up one time. I was like, it was very recently where I heard like someone was telling me that like, or just as like friends just talking to me about it. Like, oh, I was, we had a DTR. And, and I'm you're like, like, what? What is that? <laughs> well, now whoever's <laughs> listening knows. Yes. 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 Um, it's, I, and I don't know if there's a negative connotation. I don't think there is to mm-hmm. DTR, but like it's needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like necessary. I, it, it, it's what like, you know, eliminates kind of all this vagueness of like what to do or what it, what the relationship is or what the what the connection is or if there is one. And yeah. I, I think it's very needed in yep. a relationship. I think DTRs are healthy. What yeah, about you, I think um, I know myself and I hate just sitting in a gray area. Mm-hmm. And so I think a DTR gets you out of that gray um, and kind of like helps, you know, and it, it really does help you define what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important. Yeah. When Clayton and I, so, um, Clayton hired me to work camp and I came down to work and he already liked me, but I wasn't <laughs> sure about it, but he was flirting big time, mm. but we hadn't had any real conversation about, do you like me or not? Or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I remember, uh, it was before a service one night at camp and I walked up to him and I was like, hey, can I have a few minutes after the service? I just want to ask you a question. And he was like, what is it? And I said, well, I just want to ask you after. I just wanted to let you know that so that afterwards you can plan to like talk to me and not the 500 different people who are going to come up to you after the message. And he said, I can't preach knowing that you have a question for me. So we walked behind the curtain and sat on these like boxes in the back. And he said, so what's wrong? I said, well, here's the deal. You're flirting with me, I feel like. And I don't want to open my heart up to someone if it's not, if this isn't something that you're feeling. So can you just kind of let me know how you feel? And here's the bad thing. He said, well, I think we're headed along the same path. Oh, no. But let's just kind of wait it out and pray and see what God has. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that he had committed to not date anyone until after Mm -hmm. camp was over. And the last day at camp, he had a plan to, like, ask me out on stage with two dozen roses. Oh, of course he did. That is the most Clayton thing that I have ever heard. So that's what he did. But that night I was so frustrated because I'm like, what is this? Like, let's pray about it. I think we're on the same path. That's so vague. You were so bold, too, to, like, put yourself out there. Oh, my gosh. And then then I had to go sit in the audience with my campers, you know? (laughs) And so, um, but then basically spend the whole rest of the summer watching girls flirt with him. I mean, because there wasn't any definition to our relationship. But at that point, I had to just say, okay, I'm just going to continue to be me. And I might like him, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going beyond what I feel like my heart can take. So I'm going to live out my camp life and I'm going to love it. I'm not going to flirt too much. If he flirts toward me, I'm going to like notice it, but not engage it too Mm -hmm. much. And so I just kind of kept my guards up probably more than he thought. (laughs) <laughs> you know, thought I yeah. should maybe, yeah. but I just couldn't go there. And then he surprised me on that last 
that Man. last day. Wow. So that's how we started. We had our DTR behind <laughs> <laughs> behind a stage curtain. DTR. Summer staff, don't take notes. Don't yes. take don't notes. Take no, notes. don't do that. <laughs> well, because it was that's just how it was. But anyway, okay, so have you guys heard of the 143? Have you heard okay, of it? I've heard 143, but I did not know this is what I meant. Okay, so there's something called the 143. It's a code for when someone says that he or she loves you way before you thought it was appropriate, such as like after the second date, they start talking about loving and kids and oh marriage and all yes. those things. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, too much. So um, has this ever happened to you guys? Oh, man. This has never happened to me. I have unfortunately been on the receiving and yeah. sending end of this. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm so sorry, James. You know what? You just never, it's just hard to understand. Yeah. And uh, what it what it has taken me over time is like the Lord showing me that. And so like one big thing is that um, that is, I've like kind of stuck to is he showed me a verse a long time ago. Uh, and it's really, I was really trying to make it work, but it wasn't going to happen. But uh, speaking of one, four, three, it's first mm-hmm. Corinthians 13, mm-hmm. four through eight, you know, it's the love is patient, love is kind. Mm. It's kind of like defining what love is. And I think like as far as a timing of, of when to say the word, I love you or say the, the words, I love you. I just think that like when you, when you want to say that is when you are ready to say that this is the concrete, mm. like mm. you're investing into this, like yeah. saying that I'm saying towards you. And so like, if, if. If you if you understand what love is and and if you're first of all if you're saying that out of like an outpouring of what how you love Jesus mm-hmm. and and that you're reflecting that towards this individual towards this person that you've kind of invested some time into I think that is when like you really should say I love you is when you're you're ready to commit to that saying yeah and if it's in two months if it's in a year uh, you know it's um I don't know about an actual number yeah I just really think it has to be. Um, a mirror image of how we love our father. Yeah. 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 One, four, three is actually the letters on a phone. So like the T9 text, you know, so that's what the one, four, three comes from. It's like on your phone. It's like ILY. It's like a code. Like, um, so like when you see on television, it's called five, five, call one, eight hundred, five, five, five. Um, insurance or, or whatever, I don't uh-huh. life or something like that. So the L I F E, the one four three is a code. I, oh, I don't really. I is did, it Illy? I like, I was gonna say is it I L Y? Yeah, I L Y. Illy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Where did you yeah. find these? I I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I need to do research <laughs> to be relevant. <laughs> yeah. Um. So well, I'll put the I'll put the sites on. They're not like Christian or anything. They were just you know <laughs> lingo sites. So I'll put those in the notes lingo. too in case you want to look at these and laugh because they're kind of funny. Um. But what I would say about the one four three, I agree with you, James. And here's what I think is hard. And maybe I'm just old school. A lot of times it's harder, I think, for the guy because I. this is how I was. Now, I don't know if other girls are like this. I feel like some probably aren't. But I wanted to wait for Clayton to say it mm-hmm. before I said it. Like, I, I wanted him to say it to me. And so the risky thing for the guy is if are, he are is the one back? doing that, <laughs> is the girl going to feel the same way? Is she mm. going to say it back? I mean – I think it's risky for girls too, but I think more girls probably wait for the guy to say yeah. it than the girls than the uh, guys waiting for a girl to say it. Uh-huh. Um, who knows? Maybe I'm making a stereotype there, but I felt that way. I felt like I'm not putting myself out there when yeah. he tells me. <laughs> I'll tell him how I feel, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but funny thing was when we were dating, he did. He came up to stay um, where I was living, and. Um, 
in an apartment there. And so I let him in and I was leaving and didn't even mean it. But I was like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. We hadn't oh. said it yet. Oh. <laughs> and I was, and I immediately went, oh. <laughs> and I looked at him with like a shocked face and my hands over my mouth. And he's like, he's laughing. And I'm like, oh gosh. So I actually said it first, <laughs> but he giggled. And then I was like, all right, I'm leaving now. Bye. And I shut the door because oh, I just couldn't even take that. I yeah. had done that. I didn't mean to. I wanted to wait for him, but it yeah. just like came out. So <sighs> such a funny thing. Uh, one of one of one of the coworkers here at CCAM, uh-huh. Sarah. The funniest story she has is is that when and her husband Jeff said "I love you" the first time, and he said it, and she was like, "Thank you." Yeah, oh, <laughs> that is, it's so Sarah. It's so Sarah. Yeah, my sister did the same cute. thing with her husband. She was like, "Okay, thanks," and he was like. Oh, okay. And then it was like two more months before he said it again yeah. because she was like, I just wasn't ready to say it. And I yeah. think that's fine. That is, I mean, it, and that's hard too. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you do love someone, you just can't say it yet yeah. too. That's hard. Yeah. Um, and then I know uh, when Clayton asked me to marry him, I, he said, will you marry me? I'm like, of course. He's like, is that yes? <laughs> yes, it's yes, of course, yeah. yes. I mean, it's not no. <laughs> um, but anyway, so let's talk about the wife or hubby material. Um Basically, this is like when you're dating and you look at someone and you're like, oh, their wife or your hubby material. It's not like you're looking at them for a hookup, but you've really considered who they are. Um, you know, maybe you're looking at their financial stability, how kind they are, intelligence, all, all of the things that you might be looking for in a spouse. I would say there are some other things besides what I got on this website <laughs> that I would look for in a husband. Um, you know, someone who uh, is compassionate, someone who... Um, is willing to be self-sacrificing, listens well, all of these things. So you look at someone and you're like, yeah, why for hubby material? Um, I think it's smart, you know, obviously when you're young, 16, you're yeah. probably not looking for a wife or a husband at that point. <laughs> um, but when you're going to get serious, I think it is important to consider these things and not just mm. date around. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the wife or hubby um, status? Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know if every girl is like this. It may be a girl thing. It may just be a Bailey thing. I am very, like, plan ahead. I'm very plan ahead in the sense of um, I like to say, "Mm, I don't want my husband to act like that. Mm -hmm. And it could be someone I'm not even interested in, but I could look at them and know that I wouldn't want to live the rest of my life with that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) With that. You said that. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's, like, something so little um, as, like, I don't know if I'm like at a friend's house and there's a guy there and he doesn't offer, like if he sees full trash and doesn't offer to take the trash out, like, I don't like that. Like, mm-hmm. I think it, it's just little things. And, um, I know for me, I value kindness mm-hmm. and I think you can see that in how they treat other people, not how they necessarily treat you because they'll probably treat you a little nicer than they're going to treat everybody else, especially mm-hmm. if they're flirting with you. Um, I think confidence, but not cockiness. Um, that's a big one for me because I think humility is really powerful. And, and I think, um, if you're not humble, it can really ruin a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. So, um, that will be like friendships and, you know, dating relationships. So, um, I think those two things are really important and also like respect and Mm -hmm. you can see that and yes, how they treat their friends, but how they treat their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, that is, you know, saying that they have a good relationship with their parents. Um, something my mom always told me growing up was um, look at the guy's dad 
because she said, I remember doing that. My mom was married previously before she married my dad. Um, and she said, I met your grandpa and I said, I want a husband like that. Mm -hmm. And knowing that my grandpa and my dad had a very good relationship and very close, she was like, he has a lot of qualities that Mm -hmm. his dad has. And so she always kind of offered me that advice. She was like, if the guy you're dating has a good relationship with his dad, look at his dad because he's going to be like that one day. And that's Um, the key, like mm -hmm. the relationship too with their parents, with their parents. If it's healthy, I think you can compare those two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think those are a lot of things that – you know, wife, husband material. And it's hard to say like, yes, when you're in high school, are you looking for that? Maybe not. But um, I've always been very ahead of the game and saying like, mm, I'm not going to date you I if I don't want to marry you. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's how I would say it, is that like, as far as wife, hubby material is mm-hmm. that like a lot of the healthy expectations like that are like what's needed. Mm-hmm. But I think also what's you know, with in our culture right now, is uh, as we're, everyone's looking for somebody, you know, is also a, a negative thing is that people like set up expectations that can't be met mm. um, in somebody. And like sometimes mm. it's a negative thing and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a positive thing. Like mm. I expect you to be like carry yourself like well into, into love well, the Lord, first of all. And mm. sometimes they don't do that. But also, like, we can also be like, well, I expect you to um, do this in a certain way. Mm. In a, in a certain, at a mm-hmm. certain time. And so like specific like preferences yeah, instead exactly. of, instead of qualities. Uh-huh. I think there's a difference between a quality of a person and say preferences yeah. of yeah. certain habits uh-huh. maybe. And so that's like an unfortunate thing. It also is like a, um, it happens. We, we set up like these, like, you know, check marks to cut for a person sometimes and, and then they fail to meet that. And then mm-hmm. we're just like, okay, well that's like, it's mm-hmm. dead to me. Yeah. You know, it's not going to yeah. happen. But we also, I feel like when we do that, we're also limiting the, opportunity for like the Lord to kind of like place someone in our lives that we may need mm-hmm. and um or that or preparing somebody that he may very well like is uh, having is being put in our lives in order to create something very fruitful and so I think sometimes we do that to kind of and it, it limits what God's doing in our lives yeah so what you're saying James is that someone that you look for can have great character yeah but need growth uh-huh. just like probably you yeah. might have great character and uh-huh. need growth yeah. yeah and i could say that's true for clayton and i, I mean he's a different person than when we met and so am i like we've learned how to love each other yeah. in um in the ways that we do um and but we both had weaknesses and lots of stuff when we met you know we still do so um i think one thing to be careful with and that i think a lot of people say is I'm looking, I'm not looking at looks. I'm looking at like who their character is. Okay. If you're going to say that, first of all, you better do it. Number one, guy or girl. But second of all, let's not um, downplay the fact that we are attracted to people and there is an attraction there. We should be able to say you are, you should be free to say, I don't, I'm not attracted to them physically. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And, and that be okay. That's okay to say, but I think that if your preferences are super high on physicality, you may be looking for someone for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it like if you think that you're really looking for a character, but you're really looking for looks, you need to be honest with yourself and realize I've only dated quote, I'm just going to say it. I'm only dating jerks because I'm looking for looks Mm. and that's what I'm doing. I'm looking for fun and I'm looking at the outward appearance and that's why my relationships aren't working. Uh You know, be honest with yourself if that's you. Yeah. But 
if you, you know, but I think that you can say, okay, so maybe I need to, I don't mean lower your standards, just maybe change your mindset on what you find attractive and not make it so narrow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that we just sometimes have to be honest with ourselves about what we're doing Mm -hmm. um, in our dating lives. Not that I'm dating anymore. I'm trying to like relate with all. (laughs) Um, So what do you guys think? Let's go on to actual dates, because I think sometimes dates themselves can be complicated. Everybody's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. So I thought we could we could just give practical things about um, dating. So what do you guys think is a good first date? And then let's move on to like after the newness wears off, how do you keep dating life healthy rather than just hanging out watching a movie all the time? You know, I'm not saying movies are bad. I'm Mm -hmm. not that person that says no movies. Clayton and I go all the time. But I think that for a variety of health in a dating relationship, a variety of things is needed. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what what are some advice, what's some advice you guys would give on that? Movie is not a great first date. No, it's not. It is the worst. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I really think that like, for uh, as far as the first great date, I mean, it is I think just talking and just like having coffee and just ha- getting to know that person mm-hmm. is great. I mean, because yeah. you you need that, and and I think that not like you said, movies aren't bad. I think what happens is you want to have like a time period of getting to know someone. You want to have mm-hmm. dates where you get to kind of be vulnerable. You get to know the person, mm-hmm. and so that when it comes to like a movie or like a a show or something like that where you just can't talk together, it's okay. Like mm-hmm. you're there to just spend time together mm-hmm. yeah. and you do have the times when you go out to eat or you go just and just hang out and so mm-hmm. you can talk to each other. Um, I think that's a very important thing, but mm-hmm. movies are horrible first dates. So what are some good first dates? And also what would you say some of the best dates you guys have ever been on? Um, have ever been like, what are your favorite dates you've been on? So one of my favorite dates that I've ever been on, um, it was actually, we had been dating for a while anyway, so I think it was like we were celebrating a year of dating. So, um, again, we knew each other pretty well. He knew what I really liked, um, and he didn't tell me what we were doing, but he actually took me to see a show, like a musical. Which you um, love. Which I love. And so it's kind of like a movie, but not at the same time, because like he knew that that's something that I would really enjoy and like... Um, I would really appreciate the fact that he took the time to do that. And it was, like, not a clo- uh, show that was close to us. So we still got to drive and, like, hang out together. And um, he got to experience something that I really love. And so that was one of my favorite dates mm-hmm. because I felt really um, valued and, like, known. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have been dating for a year. So I would hope that he would <laughs> at that yeah. point. Yeah. But uh, that's one of my favorite dates, I think, just to Doing make something someone... the other person likes. Yeah, yeah. And if – girls, like, if you're even planning a date for – um, you and your significant other, like do something they want to do, even mm-hmm. if it's going to a batting cage when mm-hmm. you're not athletic. <laughs> yeah. They can laugh at you. Yeah. And that yeah. bonds, bonds yeah. you. Yeah. Laughing at each other <laughs> is a bonding process. <laughs> it is. What um, would you say, James? What's your, uh, what are some good first dates and what is the biggest obstacle in like planning, um, dates that you've had to overcome? Mm-hmm. Um, great first dates. I really think it is just, uh, going and not feeling the pressure of like maybe something financial or just like that. And I think just, just go and spend time together. Mm -hmm. And if that means just going to have some dinner or going Mm -hmm. to, uh, like I said, have some coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really think that the value of 
the conversation is more important mm-hmm. than the value of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if it's awkward on the first one, it's going to be awkward. Yeah. It doesn't it. mean yeah. you yeah. don't ever date again. Yeah. You're, you're starting to get to know each other. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, as for time, I think, or as far as the challenge, it is, I think it's time. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes like, it, and it sounds funny because you should be making time, you know, for your individual, but sometimes you just can't. Mm-hmm. And so like, some some way uh i've i've kind of combated that over time um i kind of figured out you know it, it's it's a harmony is what it is too uh, as far as like you know getting past that but i think time is it is important and so one thing i did was like setting up a time in the week like mm. every week for like is dedicated like hey we're gonna hang out on this night mm-hmm. and it's gonna happen every week but like not to make it financially stressful. Mm-hmm. Like it can just be hanging out and really the core of it should just be, we're, I just want to spend time with you. Yeah. yeah. And so like, if it's this night where we're like, we're not planning anything, we're just going to spend time together. Like that's important, but not to let it be such a, like a stressor. Like, Oh yeah. gosh, we gotta, this like, we gotta do it again this week or like, and it can change, you know, every, every, every two weeks, you know, it's like, as long as you're like setting a time period mm-hmm. together, like, Hey, let's do this yeah. together this night. And it doesn't have to be crazy either. Let's just yeah. hang out and spend so time together. So epic dates aren't the best dates necessarily. <laughs> yes. yes. But yes. they're good every now and then. Yes. Well, guys, I'm so thankful for both of you. I hope that our listeners have really enjoyed talking with you as much as I have. Um, and I'd actually love to hear from you guys and hear maybe some of your comments about dating and your best dates and ideas for dates. So if you guys could do something for me, go to our Instagram account at overcoming Monday and give us some ideas of some good dates so that we can pass those on to other people. Um, we'd love to hear from you. First of all, have a conversation with you over Instagram, but also if you would leave a review for us for overcoming Monday on iTunes, it helps us so much. So we hope that in this episode, Clayton King ministries has given you something to overcome your Monday. We're thankful that you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you, and there are three ways that you can help us reach even more people. One, be sure to share us with your friends and follow Shari on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShariKing99. The second way is that you can also make a tax-deductible donation to Clayton King Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit at claytonking.com give. And third, of course, subscribe to our podcast. Get on your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out Shari's amazing blog at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.